Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. Happy Hump Day. Wednesday. We're coming up on Memorial Weekend. Yeah, Memorial Day's right around the corner. So we will uh, we'll be open, obviously, today, tomorrow, Friday. I uh, wouldn't be shocked. I know this will be a surprise to you that we leave a little early on Friday. Uh, and then, of course, we will be closed on Monday for the Memorial Day holiday. Isn't it great? $3 gas. In a, I think I've got a bad feeling it's going to be over $3 a gallon here in the Valley of the Sun uh, before the weekend. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. For We're working on our third decade. Think about it. Wow. 20-plus years right here. Uh, self-supported by all of our great and loyal listeners out there. And I want to tell you, it, it's getting crazy. Right, up is down, left is right. Uh, math doesn't seem to matter anymore. Common sense is out the window, and and nobody really knows. You know what? Everybody is starting to realize, and I say starting because the last people that that figure it out is always the central bankers in Wall Street. They're always the last ones. They always have these great reasons why they couldn't figure it out. Uh, Italy is burning, uh, more problems in Europe, uh, Japan is going to go negative, uh, and somehow, it's going to be fine, don't worry, quantitative easing had no effect, we can we can print money out of thin air, and we can pretend to gobble up dead, and we can do all this stuff, and, and it's all going to work out wonderful, or is it? Uh, I don't even know where to start. How about this one? 77 million. I want you to think about that number. I want to tell you what that represents uh, in the next 77 million. Uh, This is what is the carnage that is happening all across the country. Uh, And we'll get to that today. We've got a lot of Fed speakers coming out. We've got Fed minutes coming out. We uh, and I can't wait because they're they're going to be uh, boring, uh, full of uh, half truths at best, and and of course they'll tell you that they're doing a good job. Just ask them, uh, and and they'll let you know about it. The Dow is down triple digits again today. Uh, gold's just hanging around, right? Just hey, how you doing? Uh, like I said, gold. Being very, very patient here. Matter of fact, though, I will say this: gold uh, was well above thirteen hundred uh, this morning in Europe. As gold is flying uh, in Europe, in in England, uh, in in Japan, as well as all of these countries. Now, you know, all of these problems are starting to pile up. And, and think about, uh, you know, Japan's a little bigger. Right, but you know, California all by itself is like number five, the fifth largest economy in the world. And you think about the largest ones. There's us in China, and then and then you've got uh, Japan, and then and I don't know where India, Germany fit into that, but they're they're the next in line. And then you you, you get to countries like 
like Italy, and, and you get to states like Illinois. Uh, big article, and we've been talking a lot about it here, the amount of people from the failed blue states that are invading the red states is on the rise. Uh, Illinois, it's getting worse. And these are states, they can't afford to lose people. Right? They, they need every tax dollar they can get. Uh, we'll bring you up to speed. The, the pace is quickening. And, and taxes, it's the number one issue. Right? When you think about what it is going to be, and you think about all of the, the teachers marching and, and the $15 an hour, there's a big uh, rally in front of McDonald's headquarters in Illinois about wanting more money. Everybody wants more money. But why? And, and when you think about it, you're like, wait a minute, we're, we're all protesting at the wrong place. It's time to hold the central bank accountable for what they have done and what they have created. And it's coming real quick. You know, and I keep saying how we're in any number one. Wait till you see what it looks like in five years. Forget about ten. And see how badly... Your financial house is in order. Forty-three percent of America now cannot be uh, cannot afford to live an American cl- middle-class lifestyle. Forty-three percent. You know, you, you, you really, when you think about it, we're, we're going to be at the tipping point where, hey, over half of America is going to live in poverty. And this is, it, it's a gradual poverty, and you, you don't even realize it's happening, but you look at it today, I drove past the, the gas station, two ninety $3.09, $3.11, $5 in Hell's Kitchen in Manhattan. By the way, Manhattan, you don't ever buy gas in Manhattan, 4 to $5 a barrel. California, just about everywhere now, is approaching $4 a, a, a gallon. Home sales were out today. I'm going to give you that information as well. I'll just give you a, a, a little hint. They were down. Uh, shouldn't be surprised. I guess you should be because, I mean, you think about it, this is an April number. And, of course, you know, March, April, May, June, the big selling month, uh, they were down, and they were actually down more than expected. Uh, but they had a big revision to, to March's number so it didn't look as bad, down 1.5%, but it was actually uh, worse than that after the revision to March. We'll get it all to you. Hate the Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. Patient, my friend. Patient. You're not going to need much more of it. As, uh, let's just look at the numbers today. Lowe's, uh, out with earnings. They missed. Target, out with earnings. They missed uh, new home sales. Let me read you the headline. New home sales fall less than expected in April. And you're like, okay, they fell, but, you know, they were expecting worse, so that's not too bad. And then you actually got to read the article. They said that new home sales fell seasonally adjusted. So we, again, I don't know why we played the game. Just tell us what the number is. We're not morons. We all understand. Matter of fact, because you've told us how much more educated we all need to be, we've never been smarter. But anyway, seasonally adjusted, 
662,000 units last month, which was uh, April. They were looking for a pace of 679, but they said it felt less than expected. But 679, 662, that actually is worse than expected, but... How they get away with the headline, they revised March's sales down uh, quite a bit, actually, by about 22,000 less homes now in March. So April and March uh, are flat uh, as far as uh, March was a little down, like I said, 1.5%, but, but pretty flat between March and April after the revision to March's number, uh, which was revised much lower and my guess is April's going to do the same, get revised much lower. Average price of a home of $312,000. just doesn't work. I'm sorry, it doesn't work. The math doesn't work. Right, you're now paying $125 to $150 a month more for a $300,000 home than you were uh, and this was an April number than four months before that. The math doesn't work. Then you think about the number that I I told you I was going to tell you about seventy seven million. That's the number of square feet of U.S. store closures so far this year. Right, we're still waiting on pennies, right? <laughs> Their CEO, he tucked tail, he ran, went to Lowe's, uh, Sears and Kmart. They're on the slow death, right? They they don't announce them all at once. So now they they announce 40 or 50 closings at a time. In 2017, they shattered the all-time record for retail store closings in a single year. Think about this. Now, you think about where you live. You think about how every exit, right, it's all the same and all the strip malls, all the, the, the big malls, but it, it's retail after retail after retail after retail. We broke a record. You think about how bad it was in 06, 07, 08. It's worse. Now, they're pretending like this isn't going to have any effect on us. Really? It's not. Last year was the all-time record high. This year, unfortunately, we're going to shatter last year's record. In fact, the latest projections are now looking up to 9,000 retail store closures by the time we end 2018. Already, the amount of retail space that is shut down if you total up all the store closings that have been announced so far just this year, forget about last year, 77 million square feet of retail space, right? And they talk about it. You've seen the article, Manhattan is a ghost town, right? Think about, you know, where they talked about New York and the $5 gas house kitchen, right? That's Manhattan. There's not a retail establishment. They're all shut down. Baltimore, Chicago, you go to the high-rent districts uh, in, in California, the same thing. Many shopping centers and strip malls around the country 
have more space available side and they're going up every single day. You know, and we kind of, we live in a little bit of denial here, but if you really start looking around in Phoenix, you don't even have to look that hard. And I know because you're like, well, wait a minute, but I see I see these apartments. They're building a bunch of offices again all around here in the air park. And, and you're like, well, you know, things are all right. Then you start looking around and you see how empty it is. In the end, we could shatter the all-time record that was just established last year by up to 30 million square feet more. I mean, you're talking about numbers that are going to be in the hundreds of millions of square feet empty. With retail, uh, with real retail real estate, the biggest trigger for the next great debacle on Wall Street, people are beginning to take notice. Listen, all of this stuff—it's all borrowed money. But they don't own the properties outright; they borrow. Well, look at like Sears again. The reason why Sears has hung on for so long—they actually owned the land. Well, not in all, but in a lot of them, they did. And now what they've done is they turned around and rented, you know, sold the land, rent it back, then they close, and they do all that stuff. But here's what Moody said in a report yesterday. See, and, and when you, you don't hear this. You don't hear it because they don't want you to know. What they want you to believe is the tax cuts have helped, and, and confidence is at an all-time record high, and look at manufacturing. I want to tell you, just just so you know, those are survey numbers. They don't mean anything. They never have. Right? And they try to, to convince you that it correlates somehow to this or that. And, and, and depending on who you're asking the question to, depends on your answer. And as long as you're asking the right people the question, you, know, you get a good answer. They said that retail sector defaults hit a record high during the first three months of 2018. (laughs) We just keep breaking them. Who's going to pay for those? Who's paying the mortgage on all of that debt? The mainstream media is telling you the U.S. economy is in great shape. And everything's going to work out okay, right? Is it? Home sales down. And they're going to keep going down. 43% of Americans now can't live in the middle class. When you think about the, how big the middle class used to be. Right? You had, uh, you know, the, I'll call it the upper 10%. Right? And then you had, like, the bottom 20%. But then the other 70%, we were in the middle. Now you're looking at numbers where the middle is quickly becoming smaller than the bottom. Nothing has changed regarding long-term trends. I want you all to understand it. Nothing. Well, actually, that's actually not true. You know what has changed? The amount of debt has changed. But don't be fooled. The long-term trend, nothing has changed. 
We've lived well beyond our means. They've created the largest bubble the world has ever seen. And now you're talking about, we're not talking about Cyprus or Greece or Venezuela. Right now we're talking about countries like Italy, Spain, and it's growing. We're talking about states like New Jersey, Illinois, California, and it's growing. Right, you're talking about Washington, where they've created a new big business tax because they're trying to, to, to do something about all the homeless. Just yesterday, you know what, yesterday, great example. I had to bring my mom to the airport. On the way home, right, we're all tired. It's been, it's been a long week. And, and we decided we are going to get one of those rotisserie chickens at the supermarket. You know, the one, you know, at Fry's. You know, you go in there and it's already pre-cooked. You just pick it up and go, right? Who's sitting on, at, on the exit to the shopping center? Homeless. Right? With their signs out, right? They're, they're not just at the underpasses anymore, right? And they're out there. The crime's going up. Robberies are going up. Everything's going up. And they're telling us how great it is. Now we find out that we're shattering records for closures in all of these. And, you know, you think about, like, Arizona, we've got retail everywhere here. 51 million households. Not people, households. Can't afford the basics like rent and food. Remember that? Remember we talked about that the other day. And they didn't even have electricity in there, right? They, They didn't fill up anybody's automobile with gas. The real reason for the retail crime, you know, I don't, oh, it's Amazon, they're killing all the retail. I got news for you. You know what's killing all the retail? The amount of people that fell out of the middle class, you're killing all the retail. Yes, it's true, you're right, Amazon doesn't help. But that's not the big culprit. Amazon doesn't cause 77 billion square feet to become available in 90 days. The middle class were being destroyed bit by bit. That's what all the strikes are about. And granted, the teacher strikes, you could also say uh, politically motivated. But listen, they, they, they don't have any money. They're broke. Just like everybody else. Does anybody really think 15 bucks an hour is is a lot of money. You know what's so funny is I remember when Eric first said that. <laughs> we were right in the middle of the financial crisis and the housing meltdown, and he's like, everybody needs to make $15 an hour right now. That was over 10 years ago. Of course, and then he went on to say, by the time that happens, the, the number they're going to really have to make is $30 an hour, right? A Big Mac's going to have to cost 15 bucks. I don't eat Big Macs, but I hear they're pretty pricey now. Once upon a time, the middle class had plenty of discretionary income. 
that was the part about being middle class, right? You could have the house, right? The wife, the kids, the dog, the picket fence, right? Two cars. You could go on vacation, right? I don't even know what that is, right? You'd go on vacation for like a whole week, right? And everybody went. Mom, dad, the kids. You took grandma. Today, you know what a vacation is? Well, you know, it's Memorial Weekend. I'm going to take off Friday, and I'm off on Monday. We'll call that vacation. I mean, I remember growing up, we used to every summer, you know, we were a sporty family. We'd drive to a different city. We'd catch a couple of baseball games, and then we would do whatever that city had. You know, we went, uh, we went all over the place. Right? We went to Yankee Stadium in New York City. We went to Fenway Park in Boston. We went up to Old Exhibition Stadium in Toronto. We went down to Philly. Right? We we went to Wrigley and Chicago. And I mean, this is what we did. And then you know what? You'd hit an amusement park. Yeah, you go to not one. We go to two games. We'd go to the amusement park. We'd go to the zoo. We'd go to the museum. You know, Boston, you go on the Constitution ship and you do all that stuff. You go see the Liberty Bell. You know what that costs today? Thank you, Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. A daily look at the significant issues of our time from an experienced conservative perspective. Sponsored by Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, this broadcast continues the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly and stands against forces that mock traditional values, slander America, and redefine the family. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. In the era of Twitter shadow banning and Facebook deciding to be the social conscience of the nation, much has been written about these threats. However, we should not limit our concerns to the threats of social media platforms. All around us, big tech has an influence on our free speech rights. For example, software giant Microsoft, used by millions of Americans, is cracking down on what people are saying on their services. On March 1st, the tech giant warned customers that a new user agreement, coming in May, will allow Microsoft to monitor use of their Office Suite, Xbox, Skype, and other products for language and inappropriate content that Microsoft deems offensive. Microsoft also announced that they would be investigating users who are accused of violating this new policy and that they would block content, according to their judgment, from their platforms. Their warning states that they reserve their own right to review your content in order to resolve issues. In reality, you are making it their content when you sign their user agreement. This raises a range of concerns on Internet privacy and civil rights. Advocates for these issues are already speaking out against the new Microsoft agreement. Just who defines what will be offensive language? To whom is it offensive? Americans are already neck-deep in technology companies deciding what is and is not real news, or if someone is too conservative to even be allowed a voice on their Internet platforms. This upcoming Microsoft policy could easily serve as another battlefront in the assault on free speech. Congress, the Justice Department, and privacy watchdogs must stay on top of this issue. 
we must still find the balance between digital freedom and security and protecting our rights. Be vigilant to stay free from political censorship and corporate invasion of privacy. Microsoft users should be on the lookout as this new policy goes into effect this very month. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Political correctness is no longer simply about restricting speech. This tool for tyranny has led to employees being fired, pastors silenced, small businesses closed, and truth suppressed. Thankfully, the politically correct can't censor the work at phyllisschlafly.com. Join us, won't you, at phyllisschlafly.com. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. Yesterday, we had the one-tenth ounce and the $10 Indians in I said it yesterday, I'll say it again today. It's the best special ever. Uh, we're, we're down. We have, uh, Arlene's giving me exact an exact count here, but I think we've got 50. So we've got one roll of one-tenth ounce American gold eagles left. Uh, those those are the, the golden dimes. When you're talking about fractional gold, this is it. This is the, this is the, the smallest and most reasonably priced coin there is for its size. Uh, we call it the golden dime. Like I said, it's the size of a dime. It's a tenth of an ounce of gold. Uh, they're $145, but if you buy 10 or more, we bring it all the way down to $140. Uh, and, and, and Arlene's, wait, she's coming in there. Okay, thank you, Arlene. Uh, 64, my bad, 64. Now, I, I was guessing 50, 64 one tenth ounce remaining from yesterday, and then the, on the ten dollar Indians, uh, we've got about half of those left. So we had sixty of them, so there's still thirty of those. They're seven hundred dollars. So if you bought ten one tenth ounce at fourteen hundred dollars, you buy two ten dollar Indians fourteen hundred dollars. I mean, it's just it's incredible. And you think about gold, twelve hundred ninety two, twelve hundred ninety three bucks right now. What a great opportunity, 800-951-0592. And remember what I've told you, the long-term trend, it hasn't changed. It's actually gotten bigger, right? And, and I know, right, they've, they've had a couple of years of we fixed it, right? And, and let's face it, the only thing they did is they gave Wall Street a bunch of money. And they they bought back their own stuff. I don't even need to tell you about it. Read it yourself. You see it all the time and all the money that record stock buybacks, just like we thought it was going to be. And really, when you start really digging deep, you start to understand how bad the problem is. 34% of the workforce now is working contract jobs. Right, these are the you know your Uber, your Lyft, your uh, I'll build your bookcase for you type stuff. I deliver uh, uh, pizzas or whatever it may be. I guess pizzas, maybe not pizzas, but I deliver food for from a delivery service like Uber or Lyft. Right, this is the economy. This is the great. There's so many jobs. By the way, Amazon. Just so you know, I want to give you a little context is less than 10% of all retail. Yet we're breaking records for closures, and it's only picking up steam. How about this case? Before we get to Illinois, 
this guy Michael Rotundo, and, and I and I talk about it because it's near where I grew up. So he's from Camillus, and for those of you that don't know where Camillus is in New York, uh, Camillus it, it's in Onondaga County. It's a suburb of Syracuse. Okay, and it, and he's thirty. And he's living with his parents, right? And we know now this has kind of been the new trend, right? Everybody living with mommy and daddy. Christina and Mark, his parents, they want him out. They've repeatedly asked Michael to move out of their house, but claim he has refused to do so. Matter of fact, at one point, Michael did live outside the house about eight years ago. He came back, and he won't leave. On February 2nd, the dad wrote a letter to his son asking him to move out. After a discussion with your mother, we have decided you must leave this house immediately. You have 14 days to vacate. We will not be, you will not be allowed to return. We will take whatever actions are necessary to enforce this decision. <laughs> hey, get out! <laughs> of course, their son didn't get out. So in another letter, the mother once again told their son to move out. She gave him an additional 30 days to vacate the premises. She even addressed it to his full name. You know when you were in trouble with your mom and she called you by your full name? Right, like for me, uh, Joseph Patrick, right, that you were... That big trouble was coming when those words came out. Michael Joseph Rotundo, you are hereby evicted, and she gives the address and everything effective immediately. You you have been our guest, and there is no lease or agreement that gives you the right to stay here any longer without our consent. He didn't leave. A few days later, they tried again on the 18th. So this was February 12th, the 13th, the 18th. This time, they offered him $1,100 to get out. <laughs> now think about, if, if my parents, when I was, forget about 30, okay? Right? When I was 17 years old, if they offered me 1100 bucks, I was gone. But of course, eleven hundred bucks. I probably could have found a couple of guys and 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 paid about a hundred and one hundred twenty-five dollars a month in rent. And they went on and they they told them, you know, things like uh, you've got a poor work history. You need to go to work. You need to sell your things. Uh, this is especially true for any weapons you may have. So apparently he liked to spend his money on, I, I, I want to say, and I don't know exactly, but I think they were knives or swords or something like that. Uh, we will actually help you, boo-hoo. That didn't work either. 
in April, they went to the Camillus Town Court for help in the eviction process. However, they learned you needed to go to the Supreme Court to remove a family member. So on May the 7th, they went to the Onondaga County Supreme Court to get rid of him. By the way, I will tell you uh, that they won. The the judge ruled, matter of fact, I want to say the judge ruled, this was just the, the other day. Uh, the judge ruled that the 30-year-old needs to get out of his parents' house. But this is this is really what we've come down to, right? And I know this is the extreme example, but we all know. We all know of the 20- and 30-something-year-olds living in Mommy and Daddy's house. Patriot Radio News Hour. Get out! Get out! Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. There is a uh, one line open. I will tell you right now the tenth ounce. I, I, I'm. Mm, I don't know. You have to get with Arlene. I know that uh, there's less than twenty of them still left. Uh, when you buy tenth ounce gold eagles, uh, one forty five by ten or more, one hundred and forty. Those are the golden dimes. And then the Indian. Listen, this is robbery. Uh, $10 Indians for less than $10. And, and I'm holding prices down. Somebody has come in and bought this gold market very hard. Uh, product is, is uh, few and far between. But the U.S. Uh, $10 Indians at $700. Yesterday, I said, first time I've been doing this 15 years. You don't buy Indians for less than liberties. You just don't. Uh, but today you can on the $10 uh, Indian uh, they're at seven hundred dollars at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Congratulations, I guess, to the couple in Camillus uh, that was able to get rid of their deadbeat son. Illinois, they've got a bigger problem. Seventy thousand people have left the land of Lincoln because they no longer can afford to live there. Uh, the 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 old reasons for leaving and moving. I got a job. Uh, went to you know school. Went to college. I want I want to I want to move to the better weather, or I want to be closer to family. That's not it anymore. In Illinois, the number one reason for people leaving the state is the state is simply taxing them out of their homes. And I told you what the Chicago Federal Reserve said. <laughs> we got to tax them more. You're not getting down. Listen, like I said, the trend is what it is. It hasn't changed. Right? They can, they can run the little PR machine for a little while. There's no doubt. The tax cuts, that didn't hurt stuff, right? Hey, let's pretend that businesses are better because we won't tax them as much. We didn't get that. Right? Listen, gas prices alone took care of whatever tax cut you got. I didn't get one. Matter of fact, you know, it's funny. Most of my friends don't seem to say they've gotten one. But yet here it is. Now you hear 
from Illinois that people are not, not by the hundreds, by the thousands. Here's what one person told uh, WGN, you know, the big, you know, the, the Chicago network there, WGN. I was aiding and abetting a corrupt system in Illinois. We all have had it. And not just me, but we're all leaving. And they are all leaving. The problem is, is they think that it was it was the corruption that did. No, it was your failed policies that you kept supporting. How are the state legislatures dealing with the problem? You guessed it, raising taxes. Why? Because the bill is due. Social Security, the bill is due. Medicare, the bill is due. Pensions, the bill is due. And you know what? Here's what I feel. You know what I feel bad about is over the next couple of years, you're going to hear about these massive pension systems. Massive. They they comprise a, a lot more than just a city or a state, right? They'll, they'll, they'll comprise entire geographical regions. They're all going to go under. Listen, that, and that, that's not uh, uh, a scary thing. Right? There's nothing scary about it. What it is, it's a common elementary school math problem. <laughs> they're spending way more money than what they're bringing in. It, the problem is simple. How did it happen? How did it get here? And the answer is so, so simple. Right, all these people that are out protesting because they want more money, you're just protesting at the wrong spot. All these people that know their pensions are in danger, you're protesting at the wrong spot. Right? You need to go march on your central bank. That's what you need to do. They're the ones that are causing it. 2% inflation. Who are you kidding? Right? They just made that number up. They made it up about 15 years ago. They go, oh, you know, well, how about 2%? I want to tell you right now, just, uh, I, I think I'm an average guy. I got a wife. I got a wiener dog. I got two kids. I can tell you right now, I would give my, no, I don't want to go to never, I'd give a lot. If I only had 2% inflation in my household, I would. It's killing us. Right? My wife, my wife, uh, she actually started working. Because it just is what it is. It just costs more every day. You know, I think about gas. Yesterday, I had to, I had to get gas. $45. Right? $45. My wife's car, the credit card only goes up to 95, right? It doesn't even fill her car up. It was $30 at the beginning of the year. And that's just gas. Health insurance. 
So our health insurance goes up $100 a month minimum every single year. And we don't even use it. Too expensive. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. Um, Arlene, where are we? Do we have any one-tenth still left? Um, yes, no. We, we, 20, 20 one-tenth ounce American Gold Eagles still left. Okay, so the 20 uh, still left. Uh, we have 20 of the $10 Indians still left. And I'm telling you, okay, both of them are great buying opportunities because I mean look at it, you know, like I said, gold's thirteen ninety, twelve ninety two. And these are, you know, fourteen hundred bucks. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The United States is running out of bombs. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. Because here's the problem, you know, right? We know that we're already spending an incredible amount of money on defense. And the Pentagon wants to invest another $20 billion on munitions. There's a problem, though. You don't think we've given this whole country away? You don't get it. You know why we walked away a loser on the China trade deal? Because they held all the cards. Trump's doing what he can. He even came out today and said, you know, we got to try something else. The problem is whether the industrial base will be there to support such a massive buy. At a time when America is expanding munitions at an increasingly intense rate, well, the, you know, the, the Army, the military... The Industrial Capabilities Report put out by the Pentagon's Office of Manufacturing and Industrial Based Policy. That's the name of the office. That's a mouthful. Maybe we should get rid of that office and have more munitions places. They said that there's a big, big problem. Over the last 20 years, a lot of the business has left or gone out of business. Some suppliers have dropped out entirely, leaving no option for replacing vital materials. Other key suppliers are now foreign-owned, with no indigenous capability to produce vital parts and materials. That means they got bought out and they moved, right? They're not even in the country anymore. It has put the United States at risk because they are now relying on Chinese-made parts. And I don't mean, listen, there's nothing funny about it. But this is what they've done. They're complete idiots. I'm sorry, but that's, I mean, who in their right mind would have let these companies get bought out or go out of business? And, and make it to where the only place we can go to buy the stuff we need is China. How do you think that war's going to go? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Can, we, can you ship us our stuff so we can go ahead and bomb you with it? 
uh, the military's desire uh, to tinker on design and create new types of weapons makes them more and more reliable upon the Chinese. Yeah, there's no worries here. 800-951-0592. The long-term trend is going to be your friend. Give us a call. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow.